Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as, or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's good, 365ers? My name is Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi, entrepreneur, co-host of Black Health 365. And as y'all know, it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized health care information and resources from trusted professionals. We are here to empower the Black community to make healthier choices all year long. And I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Yes, we love them titles, and I'm going to get them titles today. It's Jackie the Page, a uh, personal trainer, radio personality, Zumba instructor. I'm trying to think, is there anything that I'm missing? Uh, certified nutrition coach. There's some other things, but we just going to go. Phenomenal woman, Black woman, a uh, short woman. Um, I'm sorry. I, we did. So um, <laughs> I, Griff from I Hate the Homies podcast came on and he literally like went down his entire resume. He was like father, son, comedian. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to start taking that. So I'm going to start, you know, from here on out, just kind of adding extracurricular things. So I'm, I'm a short woman, um, but spicy woman. Okay. Because we love our what? Our titles. We love those I'm here things. for the energy today, Jackie. Bert, how are you doing today? Today, I'm a, I have a lot of anxiety. Tomorrow, I have a big flight to um, Japan, which is, as some of the 365ers know, and Jackie, as you know, Japan is my spiritual home. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be gone for two and a half weeks, you know, a little sabbatical. But um, it's a lot I got to get prepared for. So a lot of anxiety around that. But at the same time, excited. So um, is it just the yeah. getting prepared piece that the where there's anxiety or is it like going back to Japan? Is there some anxiety there as well? I think it may be a little bit of both. You know, when I began my spiritual journey, um, I went to Japan, right? When I had my big mental breakdown in, in college. And um, so there's a lot of like traumatic memories in that space. But it's also a lot of beautiful memories where I transform. So it could be subconsciously a bit of that. Um so, you know, overall, I'm sure it's going to be a good time. Um, what's, I appreciate the check-in, though, Jackie. What's going on with you? I am actually okay. Um, I'm, I'm a little tired. I've been working a lot the last week or last two weeks. Um, but outside of that, I'm okay. Um, I'm in a space of evaluating um, who I allow occupy space in my life. So kind of just going through and, and I feel like you know this is something that we should do more often is going through and evaluating those people who you want to occupy space and those people who aren't really serving you anymore so that's kind of where I'm at right now and it's a very um freeing and peaceful uh place to be in so yeah that's where I'm at right now I think that's a great way to put it and it's actually a great transition to our, our Dharma talk for our 365ers we like to start our, our conversations off with 
a little sermon called these Dharma Talks. And um, Jackie speaking about reevaluating what serves you and who serves you in your life. It's, it really touches on this concept in Buddhism of impermanence. Um, things are fleeting. Life changes um, from the smartest particle to the grandest galaxy. Everything is in a constant state of change. And we ourselves are subject to this law of impermanence as our bodies and minds are constantly changing and transforming. And rather than resist this truth, we can learn to embrace it and find freedom in that impermanence. Um, we try to hold on to things too tightly, and because of that, we tend to suffer. But um, when we can learn that the root of suffering is is really this this unhealthy amount of attachment, we can learn to let go and be at peace and find liberation. And we, when we recognize that you know things are impermanent, we can cultivate a sense of gratitude for each moment cherishing the present moment and the, the people that truly matter and should be in our lives, cherishing them as well. So, uh, yeah, em embracing and becoming aware of impermanence and, and the, the changing of things can motivate us to live fully and authentically. Um, I, I think it's really important and it's something that we just got to remind ourselves because we can get so caught up in the rat race of things that we just have to take hey, step back, look at the bigger picture. I like to, it's this famous Zen quote. If you're too preoccupied with looking at a leaf, you won't see the tree. And if you're too preoccupied looking at the tree, you won't see the forest. Where's that collection top. plate? Off the top. <laughs> Where's that collection plate? I feel like it needs to be passed, one. And then two, for somebody who got a little anxiety going on right now, you straight coming with the words, so. It's crazy you say that. Like, when I be teaching my yoga classes and hosting these healing circles, I when I be going through stuff, I just, I need to hear it myself. It just be like spirit speaking through me. I, I'm hearing what I need to hear. I'm saying what I need to hear, if that makes sense. And I feel like we all do that. We say things out loud to people that we need to hear ourselves um, because, you know, sometimes it's just us venting yeah. um, to other people what we need to say to ourselves. So, I mean, now I completely get it, but I, mm, I felt that. Well, extending from this conversation of healing and I'm interested in this conversation that we have today because there are different modalities of healing, but Herbal medicine is something that's has a deep history in the black community. And, um, you know, I think COVID really changed a lot of things in terms of how people view their health and ways of improving their health. Uh, but I'm so happy to see that more people are going towards herbal and holistic means of wellness. Um, for all my CMOS hotel brothers out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and it's funny. Uh, you know what, Britt? I don't think I really realized it until you said something, but I feel like when COVID, when COVID came about, that's really when you started to hear a lot more about, you know, the more natural ways to deal with things um, versus always running um, to medicine, which has its purpose. But I do like that, you know, we're in a day and age where people are, they're trying out different things. They're being a little more fluid and they're seeing what works well for them and their bodies versus, you know, this has to be the one straight line and the one straight path that I have to go down on. That's not necessarily the case. Everybody's different. That's not the case for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so with, with that being said, I, I'm really interested in hearing about this, this hearing this guest and what, they have, what, what wisdom and knowledge they have to drop on this. Because I know she has a lot. I have uh, Jennifer West, who is, wow. I mean, there are so many things to say about her. She is a community center, clinical herbalist, and soon-to-be clinical nutritionist serving Black wellness. Um, and she is the developer and founder of Plant Mama Alchemy. Did I say that right? Alchemy? I hope I did. Um, you did pronounce that correctly. It's Plant Mama Alchemy. 
Okay, perfect. Well, Jennifer, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank y'all for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you all. And I think me and Britt both are excited to have this conversation with you. Um, as we both said, you know, COVID really shifted things for a lot of people um, and made people see their health and look at their health in a different in a different light, how they can make their health better. Um, not only just looking at medicine, but looking at uh, more natural things. And that's something that me and Britt have, you know, talked about and have always kind of wanted to dive into a lot more. So it's going to be really great, or it's really great to have you on to, uh, to talk to you about, you know, more natural methods of, uh, of taking care of our health and our wellness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so honored. So just to like, set some preliminary questions like what is herbal medicine how would you define it compared to um traditional you know prescription medicine gotcha so i typically consider herbal medicine traditional medicine and and not the allopathic methods as uh traditional medicine just because this is the longest standing medicine for all human race right and so i consider herbal medicine to not just to be this thing that we use to heal through symptoms and things like that, but it's a healing way, you know, and I, I find it to be a healing way that acts as an intersection of spirit and plants. Um, the traditional use of herbal medicine, though, is to take plants and use them to treat ailments and disease. Um, so I like to call it the original medicine. I love that. As, as I said earlier, and as I've been doing some research, it seems like herbal medicine has a deep root in the Black community, going back to Africa. What do you have to say on that, on the history of herbal medicine in the Black community? Yeah, it definitely has been around long before, uh, you know, we came to the shores of this country. Uh, the history of herbalism in the Black community has just been like the continuance of our ancestral practices prior to the transatlantic slave trade. Um, I believe that herbalism, you know, has always been the medicine of the people. And here in the diaspora, especially during chattel slavery, herbalism became this resistance against oppression that we got to use. And it was also what was available to us as Black folks when we were prohibited from, uh, you know, seeking out traditional medical treatments from uh, those op oppressive measures that were taken against us, you know, early on um, in our history here in this country. What are some of the benefits of uh, herbal medicine? I know, you know, we typically when we think about it. I know when I think of herbal medicine, it's like, oh, it can help my immune system. And I think a lot of that came from like, you know, COVID. But what are some of the you know benefits that we may not be aware of or may not be thinking of? So when I think of herbal medicine, I try not to think of it in a lens of f***ers, right? When, traditionally, when we take f***ers, we're looking to alleviate ailments. We're looking to stop pain, headaches, and, you know, a lot of the chronic experiences that we have. So we, we're using it like we would a f***er. But when it comes to herbal medicine, I think 
some of the benefits for me rest in inviting it in to rebuild my relationship with myself. So, and I, and I say that because it's such a spiritual practice outside of it being uh, used as a, a, a medicine. Um, so, you know, they have these special ways, plants have these special ways that kind of help us to, you know, connect with parts of us that need more nourishment, parts of us that need more support. Uh, herbs are, you know, super nutritive in that way, right? They're full of vitamins, they're full of minerals, and they have these phytochemicals that interact with us on a cellular level. So there's a lot of benefits that we get from having them there uh, nutrient-wise. We also really get to experience like the real physiological effects of it. So for instance, uh, Brett, said that you're experiencing some anxiousness today, some anxieties and things, right? And so sometimes when I'm digging in my toolbox, all the things that I have not working, like breathing exercises and, you know, all the other things that could help alleviate my anxiety. But when I go for a plant like lemon balm or chamomile and I invite it in to my system, it usually is super effective with bringing, up, bringing about some calm and some restoration. So how did you get into herbal medicine? Was this, you know, something that you kind of just stumbled upon? Have you always had some form of interest interest in it? So my story with this began uh, about 15 years ago. My mother got really sick uh, at a young age, and she ended up having cardiac arrest and some complications afterwards, which made her bedridden and all the things. And so I was one of her primary caregivers over the course of eight years. And in that, I developed this desire to find out how we can stop, um, you know, seeing Black women succumb to cardiac uh, arrest and cardiovascular disease, especially when stress is, of course, that hidden killer. And so I decided to go on my own little journey because not only was my mom ill, but, you know, we walk through this life with all the different things that, that come against us, uh, flus, colds, you know, digestive issues and such. And so I just decided to push my focus on something that was solution-based and not anything that was going to really promote stress for me. And so I decided to get a formal education in nutrition. And then I tapped into herbs because herbs are very nutritive. Uh, they often remind me of the fruits and vegetables that we are told to eat throughout life, but just in some micro, uh, micro ways. And so I got into herbalism around 10, 10 years ago, once I got through my nutrition degree and just, it's just really been, um, an active part of my life since. If there are, you know, we know all the, the top vegetables and plants that we should eat for, for wellness. But what are some some herbs off the top of your head, five uh, herbs that you say that are the go-to that you need that are preventative for ailments? So my top five, first I'm going to start off with stinging nettle. Uh, sting, that again? Stinging nettle. And, and I'm not so, at the grocery store. Not necessarily at the grocery store, but if you have some good health food stores in your area, you probably can find it. Also, it grows in just about everybody's backyard. Um, it's super accessible. Uh, folks usually look at it as a weed, but it is super medicinal. And so stinging nettle is this, it's an herb that stings you when you touch it. Uh, it has those stingers on the end. Uh, so it's like a protective herb. 
to me because if it stings you, that means it's, it can protect you against some things that's coming against you. But it's also highly nutritive. Uh, it's very grounding. Uh, it has an array of vitamins and minerals. I mean, vitamins A, B, C, K, uh, magnesium, potassium. It's a good source of iron and vitamin C. Uh, so that's my number one herb of all time. And then lemon balm, I mentioned it previously. Super helpful for anxiousness and uh, super helpful for grounding down into the body. And because we are so busy in our society, I'm always seeking out herbs that can kind of bring me back home into myself. Um, I also like my traditional culinary herbs like thyme. Uh, you can use it for cold and flus and things. It has some expectorant properties to help get out mucus and clear out the sinus uh, catarrhal spaces. And ginger, of course. Uh, you know, we often forget about the things that are staples right in our refrigerator that can be super beneficial for our digestive system and just helping us get rid of any bad bacteria, bad energy that could be stewing in us. And then uh, I have garlic is also one of my faves uh, as an antimicrobial and an antibiotic, you know. So we have a heavy presence of medicine all around us. We just forget to use them in those medicinal ways. Very good. Uh, very good list. Um, I got garlic in the house and well, and I guess that would be the next question because I do have garlic in my house. Does it matter the type of garlic? And by garlic, does it have to be like the actual minced garlic? Um, can it be the garlic cloves? Like, I, I think that may be one of the reasons why I just think about me. A lot of people kind of shy away from what they have in the house is because they don't know if it's exactly what they need to have. So with with your culinary herbs, right, with your garlic, you can cook with it, of course. Right. And so that's a good way to get it into your system. But also minting it, the powder, whatever form you have is it's the best for you, right? I always tell folks, use what you have because it, that's what's going to serve you best. I like to use garlic in broths. I'm big on drinking broths and making broths with mushrooms and culinary herbs and some of some of the medicinal herbs that I use. And so that's another good way to get it into your system. But you can also take... McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Garlic and dehydrated or have your powder, you can pop it in a capsule and because it is spice, right? Uh, so you might not be able to get it down the way that you would like to. So you want to pop it in the capsule and, and get it into your gut. I wouldn't recommend taking garlic cloves and just chewing them. Uh, I've done that. <laughs> and they it can definitely burn the um, mucosal tissue of the GI tract. And so, you know, we're we trying to prevent that. We want to heal, right? Uh, so if you want to use garlic cloves, just mince it up, toss it in your soup, stews, and all the things, and you, it's still 
medicine because nutrition is medicine for us. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. So you mentioned we can cook, we can cook uh, some of our herbs, we can throw them in a pill and, you know, swallow it. Um, what are some other ways for us to take a herbal supplement? So other ways to get herbs in, you can put them in a tea. If you are using herbs that are leaves, let's per se, uh, like flowers or leaves or delicate parts, you can infuse them in a tea. It's a very gentle extraction. And what I love about teas is that they take me on these gentle journeys. Sometimes I need to sit down because I've been so busy. And so having a cup of tea is not only activating mindfulness, but I'm also getting into the nutrients that's available to me through that waterway, right? Um, another way that you can take in herbs is as tinctures. And tinctures are also one of my favorite medicines. They are medicines that's made with alcohol. So think of your your favorite spirit like vodka or brandy and such, you can infuse your herbs and alcohol over the a course of some weeks and strain them off and you can microdose them, take them in just small drops under your tongue, which we call sublingual, to feel the effects uh, almost immediately. Um, I also like capsules, right? Powder up our herbs, grind them on down and throw them in a capsule. And you know, or making an oil, right? We're heading into spring, summertime, and, you know, skin need to be supple and, and all the things. Or maybe you've gotten a bruise or a burn and things. So you would infuse an oil, like olive oil, sunflower oil and things, and extract those properties. And you can use it directly on your skin. So we have so many ways to use herbal medicine. Uh, it's it's almost endless. Now, this may be a very elementary question. It may even be dumb. But are all teas herbal or is it certain teas that are herbal? So <laughs> that's funny. Um, it's it's not an elementary question because it's it's something that a lot of people ask, right? So when I think of tea, I think of the camellia sinensis plant, which is where we get our jasmine tea, our green tea, our black tea. It's just tea and uh you know different life cycles it's that plant in different life cycles and then we have our herbs right uh which traditionally we call them teas as a colloquial term but we we in the herbal community we call them tisanes to kind of separate them from the greens the jasmines and the white teas and to to only focus on the herbs as as the medicine okay I'm like, was that an elementary question? But it's good to know that I'm not the only person who had that train of thought. So, yeah. To take a step back, your role as an herbalist, how do you consider your role? Are you a garden pharmacist? <laughs> like, do people come to you and tell them a number of issues and, hey, fix me? And you provide these custom, I don't know, diagnoses? Like, what is your, li what is your lifestyle like? Even maybe even the business component of it as an herbalist. Yes. Herbalist. Herbalism and being an herbalist is a multifaceted uh, job, I would say. And so 
I personally work one-on-one with folks. Folks can come to me for consultations, and then we kind of work together to outline a plan of action um, because it's super important for folks to get that one-on-one support and not just be Googling things and trying to figure out what would work for them because sometimes we run into issues, right? So it's, it's good to have a good herbalist on your team. Um, so I help folks create nutrition plans. I help them formulate herbal medicines for themselves. Um, my lifestyle and the work that I do is it it is so much of the same. Uh, I, I have not been able to separate my work from my personal life these days uh, because it's all herbal medicine is and being in the herbalism community is one of those practices that you have to live the life that you are out here preaching. Um, you know, you want folks to be able to relate and you want to be able to empathize with with people are and where you have been to help make that healing journey a a little bit more seamless for them. But it's definitely a work to be enjoyed. Okay, cool. With with that being said, I actually have some questions. You know, me and Jackie are both trainers. We have clients that have a a different array of issues. I have a client now um, who's struggling with her appetite. She doesn't feel hungry often. Um, And so she's missing the mark with her goals. Um, I'm not sure if you have an answer to this or if there's a herb for that. Is there anything that you recommend? For simulating the appetite. And so a lot of times when we talk, we, we're talking about digestion at this point. And so herbs that are considered bitters are super helpful for stimulating the appetite. So you're thinking about your burdock roots, your dandelion, even orange peel. Uh, it will be a bitter that I would lean into to help stimulate digestion and stimulate the desire to eat and get nutrients. That's awesome. What Jack, about- Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, what about for uh, sleep? I know that's something that a lot of people deal with is they they struggle with sleep. Yeah, so sleep is one of those things that we absolutely need to heal, and herbs will help us get there. And so, some of my favorite herbs for rest, right? For some deep intentional rest, include skullcap or passion flower, even your chamomile and your lavender, super helpful for helping the body rest. Now we have some stronger herbs that would also help like valerian root or kava. Um, But I'll say if you want to dedicate at least eight hours, then you would, you know, lean into the stronger ones. But if you just need some help getting through insomnia or just wanting that body to relax, definitely get into those skull caps and the passion flowers and things. So question, um, I have like a, it's a lavender like bath soap. Do the, do, do those things really work? Absolutely. So when you're soaking in bath soaks, what you're getting is the aromatics of the plants, right? And aromatics are a real medicine, right? you think of essential oils and things, plants have those as a part of, as a part of their makeup. And so when you're inhaling them into your nose, into your catal spaces, that lavender, the aromatics of lavender is speaking to the neurotransmitters in your brain and sending those signals out through your body to say, Hey, it's it's time to sit down. It's time to go lay down, you know? That's good to know because I have some lavender body wash right now. And part of me wonders like, Am I just buying this because it says lavender or am I buying this because it actually works? But it is good to hear you say like there is it does have some benefit. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, as um, some of the 365ers know, and Jackie knows um, at her peril of my health, I like to take a lot of, uh, <laughs> I drink a lot of pre-workout and caffeine to fuel my days and my, and my, and my, my gym sessions. What are some herbal alternatives to um, drinking <laughs> sugar-free Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> so some of the herbs that I like to use for energy would be like ginseng. All right. Have you ever tried ginseng or even using the cacao plant? Uh, if you're big on chocolate, cacao will fuel you and give you some really, really good energy. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I was recently in a, doing a yoga retreat in Tulum and we did a cacao ceremony. Um, it had, I guess, uh, it has a lot of spiritual um, symbolism in, in that culture in Yucatan. Um, and so, yeah, I did feel energized after that. Yeah. So Sounds some great. some of the simple things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Brick, awesome. Put uh, it down. I'm just gonna jacket memes with me just <laughs> and, and literally after he sends me the memes, I'm like, Britt, put the pre-workout down. Put it <laughs> down. So thank you for giving him some um alternatives because we are trying to have a intervention with him in pre-workout. It's necessary um, at this point. Cacao <laughs> and not cocoa. Cacao. Okay. Cacao. Don't be going to buy no chocolate. She said cacao. <laughs> I can see Brittany. Well, I was having some chocolate. That's not <laughs> that cool, that's like, that's <laughs> like that is not what Jennifer said. She did not say cocoa. She said cacao. Okay. Um, what would you say? Um, hmm. I feel like there's so many different like elements and things. And and I just don't want to say elements, but I feel like there's so many different things that people go through and that we go through that literally we could be here for hours just asking, you know, like what would be your suggestion for this or what would be your suggestion for that? Um, I, I, Britt's going through a little anxiety right now. So what would you say? I mean, lavender, I know is a good one. Anything else for like stress and anxiety? Uh, so I, Believe I mentioned lemon balm previously. I, I'm, that's one of my favorite herbs, so I'm, I'm a bit partial to it. <laughs> Are you even you ingest that lemon balm? So lemon balm, you can take it in as a tea. Okay. Right. You can also take it in as a tincture. Uh, so the the fastest way to get the effect of lemon balm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Brett. I have dealt with anxiety throughout life, and it has been the most helpful uh, plant medicine that I've used. And so as a tincture, I just take a couple squirts under my tongue. I let it rest there for a few moments, and then I swallow it uh, or take in a little bit of water with it. And within minutes, the body is back, calm and, and things like that. But you can also lean into other uh, calming nervines. So we would call these herbs nervines. They nourish the, the, the nervous system. They help support the healing of the tissue of the nervous system. And so, yeah, your nervines are your lavenders, your chamomiles, lemon balms, and things. And it's super, super helpful to have. How can, how can herbal medicine be used along with traditional medicine? Or is that a thing? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It absolutely is a thing. So when I think about, you know, the co-mingling of herbal medicine and traditional medicine, um, there are many things that we have to consider, Uh, you know, folks want to heal, right? But we have to do it with some integrity. We have to do it with a lot of information. So the first question uh, with this is, can we use herbal medicine while also taking traditional medicine? The simple answer is yes, right? The complexity here is that some herbs, like liver stimulating herbs, uh, if you are taking medications, these type of herbs can speed up how fast that medicine, uh, the traditional medicine you're taking exits your body so that it will lower your dose, right? And so you might not get the full benefit of the of the medication that you're taking because the herbs have pushed it out so quickly. So we have to be mindful of those things. Um, you know, I also like to think about the, a person's, not just the, their traditional medicine intake, but what is their baseline in their body and how that how the herbs will interact with that. Because if a person is dealing with maybe uh, a condition that is too stimulating, it produces too much heat in their body. And if I want to pair them with some herbs and I'm thinking about how that herb will interact with what their body is producing. And so the best way to pair herbal medicine and traditional medicine together is that you want to get a good herbalist on your team, right? You want to also be honest with yourself, be honest with your herbalist, and be honest with your physician about the things that you're taking to avoid contraindications and interactions. I love that we you want said, to be safe. I love that you said team because that's one thing I think a lot of people miss is that, you know, it's a team effort. So the herbalist works with your physician, the the physician works with the herbalist. um, And it's a team of people trying to work together. It's not one person against the other. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss. Um, And I can, I can say that as a personal trainer is that, you know, I, I'm a part of that healthcare continuum. So the same way, you know, you go to your doctor is the same way, you know, I want you to come to me, but me and your doctor have to work together to make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page. So I love that you said team, because a lot of people, they miss out, they see I, and it's, no, it's it's a group of people. Yeah, this is a we thing, and we have to be super cognizant of that, uh, you know, because we will run into complications and interactions and things. And like I said, if we're out here trying to heal, then we want to give us ourselves the best chance at healing. And that means avoiding those types of interactions, avoiding those contraindications, and being as safe as possible. Love it. Fun question. Do you grow any herbs yourself or cultivate any yourself? I do. So I have a small backyard, uh, but I'm I'm so happy about it because I do get to plant some herbs out there. I'm actually preparing a yard for herbal garden now. Um, some of the things that I grow, a lot of mint family. So I grow lemon balm, peppermint, spearmint, and things. And then I grow uh, yarrow, uh, echinacea. I grow a lot of things. 
I think that's dope that you're able to do that. Like you can grow a lot of these things and, you know, have them at your disposal. That's, I wish I had a, and I also, I have a little green thumb, but it's not great. That's actually something I've always wanted to do is get into more like growing of the herbs. So I don't have to go to the store and buy them. I can just, you know, have them at my disposal um, at home. So to your point, you know, if I am having a day where I'm super stressed out or, you know, I need to relax, um, you know, I have them there versus let me go run to the grocery store real quick because don't nobody feel like doing that all the time. For sure. And that's how we take back and reclaim agency over our wellness is by having that uh, having it accessible to us. I know sometimes folks feel limited, right? Um, live in an apartment or a place without a yard, but you can grow an herb on your countertop. You can make space wherever. It does not have to look so professional, as perfect as what we see in the media. You can grow your medicine right in your kitchen. And I feel like I've seen a lot of like, just going to like random um, like home improvement stores or even like, um, uh, what, what are the, the plants, plant houses? What are those things called? Are they called plant houses? The greenhouses, greenhouses and the nurseries. Uh-huh. Yes, the nurseries. That's the word I was looking for. Going to nurseries. Um, whenever I go, like, I feel like they have them in the small little, you know, container for you to take home and grow. Um, I just, again, I'm just so scared to do it because one, I live in an apartment, but then two, I'm just like, I will be the person that will kill that thing in two days. Uh, I think the one thing that herbal medicine and plants in general teach us is that they always come back. So hopefully you get out there and get your green thumb on. I think now that you say that, I think I may try. I definitely want to try mint. So I think I'll be trying that. And um, I feel like time is another one that I want to get into. So I think I, I'll like start with those two and uh, report back at the end of the year. Sure thing. Be careful with that mint though. You want to uh, grow it in a pot because mint is super invasive. So if you, it, it will grow everywhere. Uh, those seeds will spread and you will find mint everywhere. So contain it and you'll be good to go. That's good to know. Great information. Well, Jennifer, to, to summarize some things, for our 365ers, as an herbalist, why would you recommend going to see an herbalist? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Or pursuing herbal medicine. What are some things you want to leave our, our guests with? Sure thing. So when it comes to the use of herbal medicine, I'm thinking about the way that we deal with chronic things in our body, the things that we have that have been longstanding in our life. Um, And that would be the best reason to develop a relationship with herbal medicine, because 
there is a place, like Jackie said in the beginning, for traditional medicine, for emergency medicine. There is definitely a place in our society for that. But when it comes to chronic conditions, the things that we are sick of talking about, we're sick of feeling and experiencing, herbal medicine comes in and says, okay, build a relationship with me and let's eradicate this chronic illness for you. Let's Put it to bed so you can go back to living the life that you have been blessed with. Um, you know, so that is that is my my core take on why we should return back to herbal medicine is to help us deal with those the presence of those chronic illnesses. If um, a 365 is listening right now and they want to learn more about uh, herbalists and, um, you know, getting into herbal medicine, um, do you have any resources that you could leave with the 365ers? I sure do. And so one, we have so many uh, learning institutions around the country that offer herbal education, um, Commonwealth Herbs, myself, I teach herbalism, uh, which which is super helpful to have accessibility to herbal classes and to know how to use them correctly. Also, purchasing books. One of my favorite books is Working the Roots, um, which is super helpful. Picking up books online, connecting with someone in your family that might have used herbal medicine uh, in the past. Some of our elders in our communities have a lot of information. They're just waiting for some of us to sit down and ask some questions. Um, you can also check out uh, the uh, and things. These are some of the resources that you can lean into for some tr- some true support with learning and building your relationship with herbal medicine. Thanks for the list. I know I'm definitely going to be checking it out because I do want to get into herbal medicine, even if it is just for, you know, better sleep and a less stress and anxiety. I'm here for it because Listen, I'm always trying something. I'm always here to try something a little natural. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, where can people find you and your information? So I could be found all over the web Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as Plant Mama Alchemy. Uh, you can also check out my website for all my offerings and to support the movement and make accessibility more available, uh, the accessibility to herbalism more available to black folks. Jennifer, thank you so much for um, dropping all these gems today. I know it's definitely, you know, something that I am going to take away and I hope and pray that the 365ers um, took something away today as well. As always, 365ers, if there's something that you want us to cover, um, something that you want us to dive into, hit us up on Instagram, Black Health 365. Again, that's Black Health 365. We are here to make a change and make a difference in our community. So like I said, if you got something you want to talk about, we're here for you. I'm Jackie Page. And I'm Britt Daniels. Remember, 365ers, always be an advocate for your health. Peace, namaste, and love. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels. Created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez. Executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell. Editing and production, Jahi Whitehead. Sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.